Welcome to the Seated Above podcast, where you will be empowered to live an ascended life in Christ mystically, financially, physiologically, and governmentally. Here's your host, Brian Orm. What if our role as the body of Christ has a cosmic dynamic? That through the freedom and glory of the children of God, that we become the solution to decay the creation that's been subjected to decay and death and entropy, that the solution is the body of Christ. In this podcast, we explore this power of the light of God, the dominion of God, and taking this into creation to see a change. Hey everybody, welcome to my podcast, Seated Above. Thanks for tuning in today. want to have a conversation about delight dominion and decay triple d we're going to start in psalm 37 4 says delight yourself in the lord and he will give you the desires of your heart desire desire of the father we're to delight ourselves in god the result of this is we know what his desires are for our life and we begin to desire those things for ourselves from this place of delight We were made to thrive in the delight of friendship with God, and from delight we are to be filled with life that would enable us to exercise God's dominion into creation. Delight is the only realm in which God's dominion is to be expressed and exercised. Think of delight as the only trusted platform for the expression of His rule. It's the only place from which we are to truly exercise the rule of God, the dominion of God over creation, and to truly govern the layers and overlays involved in physical creation. That's coming from the place of delighting in God. You know, enjoyment is the purest form of seeking God. And you could say adoration is the highest form of enjoyment. You know, the gospel has removed the obligation to worship God. It has. You know, think about the high priest with a rope tied around their ankles. You know, that wasn't enjoyable, probably. (laughs) Going in like, well, I might be dying. People on the outside, did you hear a thump? I thought I heard a thump. Maybe pulling that rope. The gospel has removed the obligation to worship God. It has been replaced with the motive of pleasure. The essence of worship, the essence of prayer, the essence of reading scripture is the enjoyment of God. If it's not enjoyable, then we are doing something wrong. I remember meeting with a person and I asked them what it looked like for them when they read scripture. You know, did they read every day? What, what did that kind of look like? And they said, well, I read six chapters a day every morning. And I could tell, like, it was out of obligation. And so I just said, well, is it enjoyable reading those chapters? Is it enjoyable, number one? And number two, do you remember what you read? So once we get down to the nitty-gritty, of course, it's not enjoyable. And I'm not remembering what I'm reading. So then ask, well, what does prayer look like for you? Well, I pray 30 minutes in the morning every day. I said, is there any other relationship in your life that you talk to them for 30 minutes a day? 
And then for 23 and a half hours, you don't have any contact with them. <laughs> you know, like an ongoing daily relationship that you'd see this person every day. Well, of course not. So I asked, is this enjoyable to you? So once we get to the nitty gritty, well, not really. I said, well, how about you try this? Take one verse and meditate on that verse for one month. Don't read six chapters a day. Just take one verse, just meditate on it, regurgitate it, ask questions. Father, what does this mean? And just sit in that verse for 30 days. And then stop praying 30 minutes a day. I said, just throughout your day, have moments where you just become aware. Put your hand on your body. I'm one with Christ. Thank you, Father. Engage with him as a friend throughout the day. Now, look, there's nothing wrong with reading multiple chapters a day. There's nothing wrong with, you know, a specific set time of prayer. But if it's out of obligation that we're doing this, if it's not enjoyable, again, this is for the enjoyment of God. We're enjoying God in prayer, in worship, in reading scripture, etc. Then we are doing something wrong. Genesis 2.15 says, dress it and keep it. Of course, talking about the garden, the garden was on the outside, it is now inside. It's our internal world. We're to steward and protect the delight of God. Much in life is going to attempt to distract us from the delight of God. I would say that the majority of the opposition that we face is specifically coming against the delight of God of us taking delight in him and receiving the delight of God towards us. Think of your enjoyment of God like a force field, protecting from the opposition and distraction and walking in the beauty of enjoying God, to enjoy the presence of God. All fruitfulness is flowing from our oneness with Christ, our union, that fruit is an outward sign of an internal life of abundance. And the garden is a place of life and produce. Psalm 1, 2-3 says, But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. Jeremiah seventeen eight. He is like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots, roots by the stream and does not fear when heat comes. For its leaves remain green and it is not anxious in the year of drought, for it does not cease to bear fruit. It does not cease to bear fruit. You've been woven into the reality of life and fruitfulness, Jesus Christ. There's never a lack in the vitality of God. Living in a revived state, not needing a personal revival because we can live in a revived state. In this place of the vitality of God, the energetics of Christ, we could say, his divine power working inside of us. The glory of God is a flow of delight, not a force of discipline. The glory of God flowing through our life, coming from delight not from discipline. 
You've probably heard me say this before, but the theology, theology of wilderness ended when Jesus entered into one. Jesus said, if you come to me, you'll never thirst. Ever. The well has been opened. The, ro- the stone was rolled away, was not rolled back. The well is open. It'll never run dry. There's no dry in the kingdom. And then in us, there are rivers that flow out of us. There's so much supply. There's so much abundance. There's so much of the vitality and life of God that it's coming out of us. There's no dry on our end. Dry does not exist. So the enemy again is going to attack this place of the pleasure of God, the delight of God, because he knows dwelling here is a weapon of mass destruction against his world. He wants to get you consumed with the cares and affairs of this world that you are not of, to get your thought patterns and dissonance, and to attack this place of pleasure, because he knows it's a connection to our awareness of divine life, of divine mind, the mind of Christ, divine nature, the nature of Christ, and divine fruit. Fruit is dependent on life, and life is dependent on the enjoyment of friendship. Come on. Now, we've read Romans 8. I'm sure you've read it if you've been in the church for any period of time. You've heard Romans 8. But I want to read this because there's something in here that many times we have lost and haven't really seen correctly. Romans 8, 18 to 25. I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. For the creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. For the creation was subjected to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it, in hope that the creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the freedom and glory of the children of God. In hope that the creation itself, this is physical creation, this is the cosmos, will be liberated from its bondage to decay, which is a manifestation of death, and brought into the freedom and glory of the children of God. The cosmos is going to be liberated from death, decay, entropy. How? From the freedom and glory of the children of God. If your eschatology, which is end times, requires things getting worse and worse, meaning decaying, 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 then you have missed who and what you are in Christ, You've missed your purpose in Christ. One of our purposes as the body of Christ globally is to liberate physical creation from its bondage to decay. This is bringing reformation to the systems of physical creation. God is positioning us from the realm of delight to exercise his rule and have dominion in creation. This is where we begin to have cosmic governance. Ambassadors of heaven direct their authority in the direction of problems and then demand results. Passivity is not a fruit of a person who has been deputized to materialize another world with an infinite supply of solutions, the kingdom of heaven. So we've got to address our relationship to death if we are going to be the solution to death in the cosmos. <laughs> 
I mean, think of entropy. Einstein said energy cannot be created or destroyed. It can only be changed from one form to another. This is transitioning physical creation through the manifestation of the sons and daughters of God, understanding the divine life that they be given, the divine mind of Christ, the divine nature of Christ, the divine vitality of God that they have been given. Come on. The wages of sin was death. The wages of righteousness are life. So we must live from righteousness if we're going to extend the life of God into creation. Yes, indeed. This is what we've been called to do. We've got to address our relationship to time, our relationship to death. Death is the savior of many in the body of Christ. Jesus broke the power of death. Time is the master of many in the body. We've been given dominion over time. We've been given the ability to reign over death and time. Come on. So, Jesus, we just pray right now. I, I pray that we begin to understand not just who we are in you, and not even just what we are as a new creation, but our role and our purpose in creation. Let divine order be established through our life. Let reformation be released into physical creation from our life. Let the spirit of death be broken off of our minds, off of our body right now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, who came in the flesh, that we'd understand the divine nature that we've been given, the nature of Christ, a new operating system, the divine mind of Christ that can know all things. The totality of all that can be known is contained in the mind of Christ, the divine life of Christ, the energetics of Jesus Christ, the neurology of Christ, the immunity of Christ. We come into this, let our bodies respond, every system in our body, let our mind respond to these truths, that we would grow up into the head, Jesus, and begin to function in cosmic governance as the solution to creation in bondage to decay, the glory and freedom found in the children of God. Taking delight. We take delight in you. So I just encourage you to be reminded of the power of delight, taking ourselves and letting us enjoy the presence of God through worship, through prayer, through scripture. The purpose is to enjoy him. I pray the enjoyment of God, the adoration of Him, friendship with God, these keys and foundations that will prepare you and propel you into who you are, what you are, and your purpose, and the larger purpose of the body of Christ, the global purpose, the solution to decay in the cosmos. Hey, bless you guys. Thanks so much for listening to the Seated Above podcast today. Make sure to check out the show notes for any new products coming out on the horizon. And I'll see you next time. Peace.
You've been listening to the Seated Above podcast with Brian Orme. If you've enjoyed the episode today, please share it with someone who appreciates living an ascended life. Want to go deeper into this type of content? Head over to iBorm.com to access Brian's courses, workshops, coaching, and more. 